Hi, my name is Anja Karwowska and I'm the host of this amazing podcast, Get Unstuck with Your English. If you are a neurodivergent person, struggling with learning the language, tend to procrastinate too much, or maybe you have so many goals you get lost right over bed, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you have come to the right place, my friend. I'll teach you how to apply cognitive science and evidence-based methods to your learning. I will walk you through the learning plateau. If you're scared to talk, the vocabulary evaporates your mind. You have been studying for ages, following shiny objects, binge-watching Netflix, hoping that the knowledge will cross your head first Moses. If so, I'm here to help you. I'll show you how to study and tackle the language, and most importantly, how to make it stick. I'm inviting you on the journey with me. Let's add a science sprinkle to your learning. Good morning and good afternoon, or good evening. It's me, Anja Karwowska. I hope you're having a nice day, evening, afternoon, and the weather is treating you well. Today we have beautiful spring in full bloom. I do hope that you have nice weather wherever you are as well. Today I'll be talking about Cambridge exams and general exams and dyslexia because I have been working with dyslexic students for so many years and I have noticed some patterns. So I try to, to be short because you know there's no point in banging on about it for hours. So I'll just talk about key points that are most important in that matter. First of all, I will not be talking about situations like, oh, I have a month to prepare for an exam because I'm being realistic. So if you if a student comes and if they are not struggling and they say they have a month, unless, unless the person wants just to brush up, I would just be very, maybe not very, but quite straightforward. So why IELTS or proficiency or TOEFL, why it can be so intimidating? First of all, your student, and it doesn't matter whether they are struggling or not, they can learn. That's it. They can learn, they can take the exam. But there are a few caveats that you have to look into. First of all, I would just ask my student for a diagnosis if there is any. Let's say they don't have it, they like they used to have it, whatever years passed, right? So then I would just like prepare a general overview of the language. I'd check the grammar, you know, the, the, all the things that you do, right? Vocabulary, listening skills, etc. Let's say you did it, like, you know, that the phonemic hearing is not the worst, but it's not the best. That the, let's say, linguistic skills are not the finest. And what do you do, right? So first of all, I would focus on basics. And really, that the first two weeks, I would just go back through foundations and the pronunciation and spelling patterns. I know I have been talking about it a lot. But it's really important if you want your student to be prepared and to be successful. Second of all, let's say you have done it, you've covered that base and you're moving on. And now it depends. Um, first of all, I, would, I wouldn't rely so much on graphic organizers. I know teachers love them and students, students do too, because we think, oh, it's so easy, right? You just fill it in the proper paragraph and there you go. So uh, with, with writing, I would go back to grammar. And of course it depends because in some exams like IELTS, the grammar is tested in a different way, right? So there was no use of English. What I would do, I would just go back to the basics and I'm really not joking, I would go back to the sentence. Really, subject, verb, order, subordinate, superordinate clause, and so on and so forth. Then I would incorporate multisensory grammar because multisensory instruction shows students how the, how the grammar works. So it not only makes it more tangible, but it also makes it logical. It's not that abstract and it's, students are not intimidated. And on that foundation, you build up the writing. 
So of course, if you are preparing for IELTS, you just teach them how to write a nice topic sentence in paragraph or same with proficiency or TOEFL. And then I would just go to writing emails, graph descriptions and essays. But first of all, I would really focus on that foundational writing skills because if they don't have the foundational writing skills, it will be a flop, unfortunately. With vocabulary and reading, which can be a really intimidating, especially in the academic version of IELTS or TOEFL, I would look into structured work inquiry, even if I wouldn't carry out like an investigation with uh, examining etymology, phonology, morphology, etc. I would just go for some foundational basic skills and the basic, basic facts. I would even go just to the root meanings of the root, incorporate some mnemonics, then I would explain how the prefix changes the word, what does it mean? And I will tell you why the academic version of IELTS and TOEFL especially, but also in proficiency, the reading is packed with Greek and Latin roots. And if students know, if they can decipher, they save so much time, they do not get lost. As you know, usually the answer is paraphrased in the paragraph. So of course, I'll, you have to work like on the, let's say, strategic exam part, but at the same time, Structured threat inquiry is your friend when it comes to reading. With the listening, spiral listening, but again, do not... Uh, I know that lots of students make the mistake of I have been listening to the podcast for um, two weeks. I have been sleeping wearing my headphones and I was listening to the podcast. But unfortunately, I did have no idea what they are talking about, right? I don't know. So you have to um, like explain to your student that it has to be... Um, they have to take part in the listening process. So take out some keywords, not too many because they will be overwhelmed, right? Practice spiral listening. I'm a huge fan of spiral listening, especially with the students who have problem with sequencing, working memory, or generally learning difficulties or language difficulties because in spiral listening, you listen once for general information. Then you listen for the second time for the most specific, most specific information, one paragraph, and then you repeat it. And you can even add one more layer and do it one more time. Because during that course, you break the sound barrier in the head, really. Really, you break that sound barrier and it's so helpful. It's so helpful. So these are just the basics, right, of preparing your student for a language exam. Of course, there's so much more. I would say as, as it comes to spelling, structured work inquiry, explaining how the words are formed, why English spelling is so different, let's say, because of all the changes and all the languages that are perpetrated in the language. Sometimes the word came from Greek to Latin, from Latin to French, and then it ended up in English, etc., etc. There was the spelling reform, blah, 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 blah. But you know what I mean? I'm not talking about teaching your student historical grammar. I'm just talking about teaching them foundation of language. And then, let's say you have the dyslexic student. So what do you do? First of all, you carry out the basic assessment. So you check the grammar, you check the spelling, you check the phonemic, hearing, phonological awareness. Second of all, if you know that, okay, there are some, let's say, gaps to be filled, but it won't take, let's say, two years, it will take six months up to a year, what you do, you focus on grammar and writing and you interweave it together. Because once your students know how to construct a sentence, they'll be a better writer. So we go back to multisensory grammar. With writing, you practice topic sentence, basic sentences, and then you expand it from there. 
and then you start with the paragraph and then you can move to graphs and writing. I have a nice uh, second edition of my workshop, teaching writing for grammar coming up in June. Uh, you can join my waitlist if you're interested. And once you, let's say, tackle the grammar and writing, the second part that you'll be talking, talking or actually practicing will be reading. So again, structured word inquiry, Greek, Latin roots, prefixation, absolutely, it's a must. It helps with reading, it helps with spelling. Strategizing around IFCPE or TOEFL, it's like self-explanatory, with listening, spiral listening, and with speaking. With speaking, again, just go back to this pronunciation and spelling pattern so that your student knows. And practice, 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 really. Make it short, make it engaging, make it fun, play games, enjoy it. Your student can do it, but it takes work. But you know, what doesn't, right? Rome wasn't built in a day and IELTS wasn't passed in a day either. So this is it. In today's episode, I was talking about Cambridge and not only exam prep and dyslexia. So just to sum up, I've been talking about multisensory grammar, structured word inquiry, why teaching spelling and pronunciation is crucial, why grammar should be taught for writing and vice versa because they are interwoven, let's say, together. And that yes, your dyslexic EFL student can pass Cambridge exam. And if you want to learn more, I'll be running the second edition of my course at Dyslexia in the EFL classroom in mid-May. The signups are not opened yet, uh, the discovery course will be available from May, but you can join my waitlist and get 10% off. So if you're interested, uh, the description is in my bio. And other than that, I wish you a beautiful sunny day or a calm, restful evening and talk to you soon. Bye!